0: blog talk radio
1: this is the roman show for the week of november 14th 2016 on this episode we welcome titan fc flyweight champion jose shorty Shorty torres and the basis of blessing is a curse ronnie mitchell to talk about the band's new album satisfaction for the vengeful this plus much more coming up on the roman show
2: Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open.
1: Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off
3: face. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go. Idol. go. Idol. Guidance. Idol. Surgeon. Idol. Go. Go. We're going to fight. GNC. Go. We're going to tell you. Go. Control. Go. 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 F-A-O. We are going
4: to go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. 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 go.
3: Houston. We are launch.
2: The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks
1: again, everyone, for tuning in on this episode of The Roman Show. Mid-November 2016, the year is almost wrapping up. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. On this episode, as mentioned in the beginning, we welcome 10 FC Flyweight Champion, Jose Shorty Torres and the bassist for Blessing is a Cursed Ronnie Mitchell who talks about their new album. And we got some great music actually dropping this week, including Metallica's new album, which drops November 18th. And by the way, we have the lead singer of Our Darkest Days all the way from Canada. He'll be joining us next time on The Roman Show to talk about their new album was also drops on November 18th but we're talking about Metallica they're dropping their new album they've already dropped some new singles all of them are badass and I think it's going to be our soundtrack as we drive up to Orlando next year for Wrestlemania 33 Mr. George Alonzo the host of reality show
2: a reality check not reality show Reality Check Radio, by far the leading ratings booster of the Roman Show Network, but that we're, that's, that's not, we're not on that topic right now. I'm going to be talking about Metallica. Metallica is a legendary band, so of course I'm not going to say no to listening to Metallica. By all means, I still remember them from the Inter-Sandman days, okay? So definitely not a no, just like I couldn't say no to this delicious Strawberry martini i'm drinking right now
1: You went from strawberry to watermelon to lime. What are all these all these free drinks
0: you?
2: This is high class roman i don 't know how many more times I have to tell you, but you you're in the land of the Budweisers me i 'm in the land of martinis high class living man. Well, yeah, Metallica dropped a new album, their single
1: already dropped uh, earlier with well, the last single was Atlas Rise, and they 've had a whole uh, slew of, uh, of, of, of singles like Moth Into Flame and Hardwired, and Moth, Hardwired is just so heavy, man. It's that old school trash, heavy metal, I like the, uh, the, 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 the video, it's in black and white, which is pretty headbanging, and I'm just so excited, so pumped, and also, as mentioned, Our Darkest Days, the lead singer, uh, will be on the program uh, coming up. Vince, all the way from Canada, they also will drop an album on November 18th. So we got some great metal dropping this Friday, November 18th. You can check it out on Spotify, uh, on Amazon, iTunes, and wherever they sell music. Quick shout out. Want to let everyone know, XFN returns to action at the Bahia Mar in Fort Lauderdale. This Saturday, George, I will be going inside the cage to announce some of the great fighters. Check that out. For more information on the Roman Show social media account, that's uh, facebook.com forward slash Media and on our Twitter account, at the Roman Show, and our Instagram account, that's Romanshowmedia. And, of course, our YouTube channel. We got a great interview with Hall of Famer from the UFC, BJ Penn, a former champion, who talks about his potential next opponent. Who does he want to fight? Although he came out of retirement He's still in the game. He, well, he doesn't really go into detail, but tune into the interview. Find out what he talks about. And he also talks about Hollywood and writing another book. Check that interview out on our YouTube account. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. And guys, I don't want to, I stress it every time, but man, before you hit the gym, while you're training, after the gym, put on some Athlon Rub, and you're going to feel absolutely great check them out for more information athlonrub.com for details and later on as we said Jose Shorty Torres a flyaway champion for Titan FC he will be on the program to talk about his first title defense Titan FC returns to action on December 2nd in Coral Gables you can watch that on UFC Fight Pass I'm uh will be out there announcing all right let's kick into gears as we're going to talk MMA in MMA Showdown
2: Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown.
1: Okay, George, UFC 205 broke records in Madison Square Garden from all areas. Dana White says, in fact, we have the first time ever, the first time ever, the first fighter to hold two titles simultaneously. This was accomplished by none other than Conor McGregor as he defeated Eddie Alvarez. To win the lightweight champion, as uh, the lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez. Now, Conor is sporting both the lightweight and the featherweight. Although Dana White, the president of the, of the UFC, has said that, listen, you can't have both titles. Although right now, currently, that's what he holds. So the question is, who will be his next opponent? Number one on the lightweight contender is none other than Habib Nurmagomedov, who fought on the same card and defeated Michael Johnson. Habib has what it takes to beat Conor McGregor. Number two, he can defend his title and unify it against Jose Aldo for the featherweight title. Or, George, there was a scuffle prior to 205 between the welterweight champion Tyrone Woodley and Conor McGregor. So all those three are potential fights that Conor McGregor could be having in the future.
2: I hate to say it, but I told you so. You know, again, you had Conor McGregor going into this fight with the biggest mindset that he's ever had. Okay, to hell with any other fight he's ever had. This was by far the, probably the most biggest fight in his entire career just because of the history-making, uh, you know, climax that it, it ended up being. He's now a multi-UFC title holder. First one ever in the UFC. Now... Uh, Of course, you know, technically there's one winner, one loser. But me personally, there was no losers in this. Uh, You know, yes, a lot of people would say, oh, Eddie Alvarez got his, you know, butt handed to him and and Conor McGregor did this and Eddie. Look, there's no loser in this because the way I see it, both of them made history together. They were both in a fight that could have gone either way. But it was still a history-making fight. And by all means, congratulations to them both for that. And on top of that, if, if Conor McGregor is now going for another championship, man, I would love to see an explosion between Woodley and, and McGregor. That would be an explosive fight.
1: Yeah, but see, Out of all those three candidates, potential candidates of fighting Conor McGregor, I'm going to have to go with Habib. I think Habib... Norma Gadev has what it takes to beat him. I know you're going to say, oh, well, the same old thing. No, seriously speaking, look, Tyron Woodley, he's a good wrestler. Jose Aldo, we know what happened last time around. not saying that, still in my opinion, he just got caught off guard. But Habib is a different fighter. His ground game is sick. It's phenomenal. This guy could grab you from any single corner, any single
2: angle that you can ever imagine.
1: And he can take a punch.
2: The, the thing about it is, Mr. Roman, a lot of people have said, look, they, you, uh, you, a lot of other journalists, um, even the MMA world has said, hey, this guy has an awesome setup to fight Conor McGregor. And every time they say he has a good setup, Conor McGregor ends up kind of like, like fishing. He just puts out the bait and he reels them in. Like he doesn't let these fighters play their game. And that's what makes Conor McGregor so smart, that he knows how to reel them in to a world that they cannot go toe-to-toe with him. So I, I don't know if you could really say that about Habib or anyone else. I, I, look, the thing is, Eddie Avers played, played a wrong game. You know, he
1: stood up with him. That's something you just don't do with Conor McGregor. That is the reason why Diaz won in the first place the first time around. You know, he, he, he tested the ground, and then he went where he knew he had the strength, and that's on the ground game you just don't play the chess game with Conor McGregor and that is what Eddie Alvarez did which was really shockingly dumb and he he gone on the record and said I played a wrong fight I shouldn't have done that
2: well you know it it, it kind of it kind of was embarrassing about with Eddie Alvarez because that during the middle of the fight I believe is where you even see Conor McGregor taunt him like putting his hands down saying hey I got you I got you so you could say that Eddie Alvarez was baited in to play Conor McGregor's game. But at the same time, I have to say, Eddie wasn't at his A game, too. If, if, you, if someone as dangerous as Eddie is being taunted by someone like Conor.
1: Yeah, well, we'll move forward and see what's going on with Conor McGregor in the future. But stay tuned as the Conor McGregor show keeps going. And, uh, you know, the big announcement was, well, there really, really was no big announcement, but he is going to be a father. He's not going to retire, but he does want a piece of the UFC stakeholders. He says that ever since the UFC was purchased. Guys like uh, Conan O'Brien have a piece of the company. Well he wants a piece of it too. We'll see what happens. What the big guys tell Conor McGregor to do. But that'd be pretty cool. Pretty interesting in my, in my opinion. And you know what? He's a smart businessman. You can't hate on that. One of the shocking and most impressive wins of 205. Was none other than Yoel Romero. Who we had here on the program. When he kneed and knocked out. The former champion Chris Weidman potentially earning him a shot at Michael Bisping, Bisping's middleweight title. Although Bisping has gone on the record and said, I'm not going to fight you all because you use steroids. But you saw the alter well, not the altercation, but that that little uh, exchange that they had. Uh, some very derogatory things were said on behalf of Michael Bisping. But let me tell you, I think the reason why Michael Bisping is acting this way is because he's scared of all Romero. I'm just being...
2: Well, th- this goes back to back when Mayweather was avoiding Pacquiao. You know, it- it's, it- it's a long st- you know story once again, except it's in the MMA world. Listen, when a guy has earned a shot, the guy has earned the shot. And whether someone wants to fight you, fight you or not, I feel that's where Dana White should step in and say, hey, Bisping, you got to defend your title bout against this guy. Because he's the number one contender. He has fought for it. He has won for it. So what? Are you going to freaking uh, decline him all the time? Yoel Romero? You know, until Bisping loses. The t- what if, what if Bisping never loses the title for a year? Like what, what happened with Anderson Silva? You know, can they really do that? By law, no. If the guy has earned the win and has earned the shot, that's where Dana White has to step in and say, hey, Bisping, you're my fighter, and I'm telling you who to fight next.
1: And I'm sure he's going to do what's best for business. That makes the only sense. El Romero versus Michael Bisping for the middleweight title. Look, he paid his due. He did the penalty already. Let you all fight Bisping. Next, Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes faced off for the first time prior to their UFC 207 meeting. It's the first time that Rousey returns to action after her defeat back in December. And she's getting a rematch against Amanda Nunes, which is rightfully so. But when they stared each other down, when Amanda was being interviewed by Joe Rogan, Rousey just stormed off from the stage. Ronda Rousey, we've known that she has a little ego. I know some folks that were upset, but look at me, look, she's Hollywood. She knows how to sell this stuff. I think it's a great thing. And plus, she's acted like that previously. There's nothing to be surprised.
2: Yeah, but a lot of people are still not happy. Because here's – bro, when you have a, a, a mouther like Conor McGregor who was literally stand in front of the world on stage, badmouth you in your face, and still be interviewed, that does not give any excuse, okay? And we're talking about Conor McGregor here. So what makes Ronda Rousey so spe- – to be honest with you, not to diss Ronda in any way, but I feel like Conor more of a money draw than Ronda, Ronda at this point. And he still stays on stage to be interviewed. Okay, so I don't care what people say about that, whether it's, oh, she was just hyping up the hate of the fight, or it was completely unprofessional. And Dana White, of course, to the rescue saying, oh, they weren't supposed to be interviewed. That was not planned. Listen, Joe Rogan was on that stage, okay? (laughs) How are you not supposed to know that an interview was coming? Just, Just saying.
1: Well, we'll see. And hopefully, uh, R- 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 Raleigh's not really a person who's going to be talking a lot. And Amanda Nunes, too. She's a very professional. She's very low-key, very disciplined, very humbled.
2: I don't think they're going to be trading. It's going to be a, a warfare, a verbal warfare. As a matter of fact, Amanda Nunes mentioned in that interview that Ronda is her idol. She had a lot of respect for her. But Ronda, being the egotistical woman, okay. thank you, stormed off. I don't know, where's this hatred for? Listen, I, I, okay, I have all the respect for Rhonda, but sometimes I just love to see that next fighter come in and just beat her butt blue, just for, they could knock that, you know, that ego down a bit, and maybe we get to see her on a couple of, uh, you know, other talk shows again, and hear, oh, I'm going to hurt myself because I lost
1: well, it might be her last fight if Amanda Nunes beats her. she has said that that is potentially one of her last fights. Well, I'll tell you one guy who's not retiring, and that is none other than Jose Shorty Torres. But before we move forward, Misha Tate she announced her retirement. You know, rightfully so. She, you know, she was she became a champion. She did accomplish what many fighters want to do, and then she didn't do too well afterwards. But hey, kudos to Misha Tate. They had a little actually a little scuffle between her and Dana White in the back. Dana White told Misha Tate, go to the hospital. Tate said, I don't want to go. I don't work for you anymore. White said, look, listen, go to the hospital, and you'll get a job after when you come back, even though you're not a fighter anymore. So more than likely, Misha Tate will remain with the UFC doing some sort of work. But hey, kudos to Misha Tate. She did what she did. I mean, hey, if, there wouldn't be a Ronda Rousey if there wasn't a Misha Tate. Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey had war
2: Oh, yeah, both verbally outside the octagon and inside the octagon. And as a matter of fact, yeah, you're right. If it wasn't for Misha Tate there wouldn't be no Ronda Rousey. But the thing is is that again, Misha Tate is a is a legendary name in the in the business. Sure she doesn't have the best track record, but she's still a major name in the business and for that at least you have to respect her. So by all means I, I respect her decision to retire and 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 maybe hopefully we get to see her uh, you know, in some sort of capacity in the UFC.
0: Yeah,
1: we will. All right, moving forward, Jose Shorty Torres gets to defend his title for the first time at the upcoming Titan FC fight card. Check it out on UFC Fight Pass. But before he, he goes in action and defends his title, he is here on the Roman Show to talk about his title defense. Listen up Shorty Torres coming up. Thanks again for tuning in to The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on social media uh, on our Twitter account, at The Roman Show. Well, we talked about it here already, and we're very lucky to have another person, fighter, who will be part of December 2nd Titan FC fight card taking place in Coral Gables, Florida, and airs on UFC Fight Pass, none other than the flyweight champion himself, Mr. Jose Shorty Torres, on The Roman Show, who's going to defend his title for the first time. Welcome to The Roman Show, Jose. How are you, man?
3: I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. How
1: are you? Good, good. Can't complain. Well, you earned the title uh, not too long ago on the Titan FC uh, cage, and here are, it's the first time you're defending it. Uh, how is preparation going into this fight uh, since you're defending it against Pedro Nobre, a guy who's been uh, part of the UFC and has had a pretty lengthy career in MMA? Yeah, man. Yeah, I decided to call him Nobre
3: just because of his experience, his name, and just how he fights. I think fighting stuff would be an awesome, awesome entertaining fight for the fans. Um, my my train camps are awesome right now. Actually, I'm in Denver, Colorado, Muscle Farm, Team Elevation, with Dwayne Ludwig and all that. Uh, training with D- DJ DelaChelle, Justin Benavidez, uh Brandon Moreno, Eric Schum and the former, or I guess technically still undisputed UFC champion,
1: uh, Wow Look at that. So, what are some of the advantages going into this fight against Pedro? You said you this is the guy that you wanted to fight because of the experience. But what are some of the things that you have that you think will will Get you uh, to retain the title.
0: i uh,
3: stylistically, I think um, I'm a little more forward and a little more aggressive than Pedro. I do believe he's stronger than me, um, and I do believe he does hit him harder. But I, I mean, for my for my past three fights as a professional than my 2010 amateur fight, I believe I'm too faster, Pedro. Um, he's a fantastic fighter, and I think if he clips me, you know, it's definitely uh, gonna suck. But overall, I think stylistically, I'm a better stand fighter than him. I think overall, better fighter. Just in general, but I think overall, uh, he'd be a great stand of play. I think he's my hands are faster, and I think
0: going a good division
1: fight. Now, you say about his experience and career, uh, obviously, he's been a pretty lengthy career in, in MMA, but what can you tell me about some of the opponents that he has faced? What is your opinion on it?
3: Um, Yeah, I don't know many of the opponents, and that's not saying that they were just guys he fought just to get a record, because some people do do that. Um, not saying that at all, but you know, from what we know, the only people that he's really fought that were fantastic were to UFC a C AP which he lost mm-hmm. or ended up being in no contest because of uh, the injury he claims. Mm-hmm. He lost against Timothy Elliott. Yeah. You know, he's lost against or at least had tough battles against guys who can you know, can actually stand the bang. Timothy Elliott was one of them, and I believe I'm one of them as well that can just move forward and they, you know it does have a problem backwards and I think that's what you do to do the whole fight again. You know, from what we saw in my last fight, it doesn't matter how many times you hit me, it doesn't matter how much you move, all I do is press forward. And <laughs> you know, I just keep on attacking. My condition doesn't give out that uh, I think that's just gonna win me the fight. for me it's a win win situation. You know, he's eighteen two, I'm doing now stylistically paperwork wise, I'm supposed to lose this fight. But if I win this fight, it's nothing but a game to me. I mean I'm beating a guy who like you said it was UFC better and each and two has twenty plus professional fights. It's is based on day.
1: Now, ever since you won that title, what believe it was about two months ago, three months ago that you won the title against uh a BL and Titan F C has your life changed? Uh it's I mean pretty much the same. I just have another belt, you know, it's uh nothing nothing's really changed at all. I'm just you
3: know, training the same, I'm um going at life the same. Nothing nothing at all is too different. It's just now I have something
1: around my waist and I want to talk to you a little bit aside from, from your, your, your fight but I know you trained with Habib Nurmagomedov. we saw him fight uh, this past weekend uh, against Johnson and he's been calling out uh, Conor McGregor who just won the lightweight title and obviously Habib is the number one contender There, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on Habib and, and and him going up against Conor if possible if it does happen um,
3: I definitely believe he deserves it you know um 24 0 no, now, mm-hmm. and he's just been secret down i never seen him have a close fight yet. Um, I mean, the closest, closest round he had was against the last fight, this one right now, where he, I don't know if he got caught or something a little bit, he was get caught a little bit. And after that, he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take him down and just work my game. And there's a reason like, why be so dominant. He just knows what he's doing. on the ground, and he saw jobs, and he just destroyed him. Um, it's, I mean, even the commentator, Joe Rogan he was just he was freaking out because he's like no one's ever done see Johnson before and Johnson you know was number 6 ranked in the world at the weight class could be, just showed his his dominance pretty much and again I, I could be could be his favorite is just immediately each other fence, take it down and go straight to the top crucifix and uh I was pretty much calling the whole fight and I was like oh god I'll no hustle Dad, for Johnson because it's it's one of those things where you, you have no choice but to be stuck in it doesn't matter how many times you try to get up you're just uh, and that showed what uh you know John was
1: trying to do. He kept on trying to get up, kept on trying to get the two on one off and he it was
3: helpless. Now in preparation I think, think Habib mm-hmm. definitely
1: deserves it. In preparation for Nova, did you get to train with Habib since he was also getting training for his fight?
3: No, sadly it didn't, but that, that would have been awesome. Uh you know, family because of his inside and training that would have definitely helped me a lot. But yeah, I wish the best for uh, Habib Hopefully, just a 10-1 call, and I definitely hope he's dead. He's kind of right here, but he's dead. number of people who are like, and I'm the uh, all-cham, pretty much work with Hanson, Steve Benavidez, from the tough show. Let's um, also know that I can hold my own with some of these guys, and I'm the whole
1: time with Adrian Alvarez. Absolutely. It's just the all-star lineup there, training partners that you have. Well, Shorty, we look forward to seeing you in action on December 2nd. Uh, Titan FC on UFC Five Pass and down here in South Florida. And um, I know you live in Chicago, so congrats. Are you, are you a coach fan? Yes, I am a Cubs fan. I'm, I'm actually the only Cubs fan in my
0: family, so it's it definitely
3: a good week when
1: I have it. <laughs> All right, Shorty. Well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you down here in South Florida on December 2nd. I can't
0: wait, man. Thank you thanks. so much, and I can't
3: wait
1: you next time. Will do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good luck. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye.
1: All right, guys, earlier this month, the band Blessing is a Curse dropped their new EP, Satisfaction for the Vengeful. You can check it out right now on Spotify, iTunes, and all of the other places. And we had the opportunity to speak to Ronnie Mitchell, the bassist, who talked about the band's new album and his history, how the band got together and how they started off playing gigs in Orlando. Check this out. Ronnie Mitchell of Blessing is a Curse on The Roman Show up next. Welcome back everyone to The Roman Show Uh, Make sure to follow us there on social media At The Roman Show on Twitter New album for Blessing or Curse Their debut album, Satisfaction for The Vengeful Make sure you purchase it or check it out iTunes and all the other areas There on the line It's a pleasure to have here Ronnie The bassist for the band To talk about the the debut album And of course possibly a tour that will follow to promote the music Welcome to The Roman Show Ronnie
4: How's it going man? I'm glad to be on
1: Awesome, my pleasure. So, debut album, is drops on November 4th, Satisfaction for the Vengeful. You've already given us a couple of teases with all the songs that you guys have released. I know you even teed up with Revolver to stream some of the, the, the latest hits. I've checked it out myself, great stuff. W- what can people anticipate with this debut album?
4: Um, yeah, this, this album is, is it's kind of a few years in the making for us, and uh, there's kind of always been that band that gets dealt the worst possible hand, and for the longest time, it really seemed like nothing was ever going to go our way. So we kind of took all these real-life experiences and, and all these struggles we went through, and over the last year or so, just put it all into this record. So it's, it's going to be, I think, really hard-hitting at times, and it can be really emotional at times. Um, I, I think it's it's got a full circle of everything that anybody that's heard us in the past would expect to hear.
0: So.
1: What were the challenges? You talk about some of the challenges there that uh, was a little bit hard, a little difficult. What, what were the, some of the setbacks in putting this thing together? Because you released a couple of songs and that I've checked out, great stuff, but what were some of the challenges or some of the positives
4: uh,
1: during the process of this album?
4: Well, you know, when you're, when you're trying to start a band, it, it kind of seems like everyone's out to get you and it kind of seems like nothing's ever going to go your way. And So we had the same... We had the same challenge as most bands do. And then, unfortunately, our singer Joshy uh, lost his dad to cancer a few years wow. back. And um, that was a really tough time for him. It was a weird time for the band. We were kind of just picking up locally at that time. And um, it, it kind of put us in a funk, and, and we almost went on like a little bit of a hiatus, hiatus for a little bit. But um, all of the negative things that happened to us, and people kind of casting us aside, screwing us over, and... And, you know, those negative things happening in the kind of helped us in a way. Um, it, it, it Life can really suck sometimes, but half the battle to overcome whatever situation you're in starts within yourself. So it all came first full circle and it, in a way helped us.
1: How did you guys get together and say, hey, you know, we're going through all these things emotionally, personally? We got to get together. We got to do this album, something that we've had our, our our hopes on. If you go back, Coffin City, that came back what, about three years ago, um, and then you yeah, have church, the hiatus. Church. So where do you find that spark?
4: Uh, well, I mean, we're we're all close friends, and and you know, this is what we love to do. It's this is our passion, and even though it can get tough sometimes, and things might not seem like they're going up. When we get together and when we write a song or, or we play a show or we practice, it no, nothing else really matters. So we kind of got together and, you know, just said, you know, let's just give it another go. Let's just, just put everything we have into it and see what happens. And luckily, we got to team up with Andrew Wade, who has done a lot of great records, uh, like a Gator member, um, band along those lines. And he helped us put this all together even better than we could have even imagined.
1: Did you remember you mentioned them. Uh, you know, it's funny, Orlando, you, where, where you guys are based out of so many great bands coming in. I just saw myself actually recently, Trivium, who's from that uh, that yeah. area too. Um, so much of uh, these great bands are coming out of Orlando. How How is the scene out there? Is there? Because you two were part of the, the Battle of the Bands, and I understand Battle of the Bands. It's a local rock groups that get together, they perform, and they basically vote you off into the top one. How was that experience, how the exposure from Orlando crowd uh, to get to to get you where you guys are at right now? How did that help you guys out?
4: Um, I think Orlando has, in my opinion, one of the greatest scenes in, in the country. I think it's kind of underrated, but uh, all of the bands here are extremely hardworking and everybody wants to reach their goal. And all of the people are, are they're great people. You go out to a show and you're gonna see a lot of the same kids at every show and everybody's kind of friends with everyone. And everybody wants to boost everybody up and you can kind of see that. Where how Orlando is growing with these bands that have come out of Orlando that are huge or, or the newer acts that are coming out uh, and bands like us. Like, it, Orlando is just full of an immense amount of support that, that you might not imagine. And you don't see it. It's under the radar since a lot of us are in your local bands. You don't really see them that much. But it's just a hard-working city full of great people.
1: All right. So back to Satisfaction for the venture. I understand you guys are going to have a whole big show uh, for, to, to launch the... Uh the release of the album with the purchase of the ticket you also get an album uh, in Orlando. So what? how many songs are there going to be in the album and, and some of these singles that you guys have already put out, put out are they also going to be part of the record?
4: Yes, uh, so we actually released our first single for this record a year ago. It wasn't named that it was for this record, it was called Down the Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song is going to be on the record, a little bit more reimagined, uh, remastered. Um, it's going to have 11 songs Uh, with an interlude in the middle and a really cool acoustic track to finish it off at the end. Um, Caving In, which was our second single we just released uh, a couple weeks ago, that one's going to be on there and we plan to release uh, maybe a few more before it comes out.
1: Good deal. Now, to promote the album, obviously you guys got to have a tour. I understand you got this one in in November for the release of the album, but any any tours you got uh, later this fall or in the winter?
4: Well, we don't have anything lined up for, uh, for the fall or winter. We do have another show coming up at the end of the year with Wage War. They're an Ocala a band that's kind of hitting it national right now. But we do, I can't really say much, but we do have a lot of things in the works for 2017. And we're definitely going to try to hit every city possible to promote this record. So people will definitely be seeing us.
1: Well, Ronnie, I want to thank you so much for your time. And hopefully you add there uh, South Florida to your agenda there so you guys can come down here. We'd love to have you. Uh, Down here at some great venues that we got So check out the album Satisfaction for the Vengeful Drops November 4th, Blessing Occurs Ronnie, thanks so much for your time And look forward to listening to all that great music Live and on the record
4: Alright man, thanks for having me Thanks Ronnie, thanks so much
3: And now it's It's time to give you a Reality Check
1: all right, George, here we are, Reality Check. This is the portion where we talk professional wrestling, and we have to start from the get-go. One of the guys I used to love commentating, Mr. Joey Styles from ECW and I later went to the WWE, has got himself into some hot water. He was recently working for the E. He was released for saying some things that the company did not like, so he went and commentate at places such as Evolve, which we're very good friends with here, uh, WWN, uh, family, and he said some things that should have not been said. It wasn't vulgar, but it was a little bit too disturbing, especially to a lady. Hence, they kicked him out. He's no longer working for Evolve, Flow uh, Slam, uh, and other companies as well have come up front and said, look, we're no longer... Doing any work with Joey Styles, so now he is in major hot water, and I think that Joey
2: Styles is gonna have to stick to his day job, which is sell
1: ads or whatever he does in the fight, because wrestling is just not very happy with him right now.
2: Well, a lot of sources are saying that uh, Gabe, uh, the the man who runs uh, things like Evolve and WWN, uh, basically that he has a strict policy of not talking politics on his show, Uh, but then. You have Joy Styles that sent out an open letter uh, about the situation, saying that he there was a mutual you know respect during the the downfall of Joy Styles being released uh, from evolve uh, that they ended it peacefully. they shook hands and he apologized to everyone involved uh, and he actually apparently said to Gabe, "Fire me in that open letter that he sent out. Uh, Again, I don't know if these sources are true. Things are said here and there, and sometimes they're real, sometimes they're not. So I I don't know if they're real. But it's it's common sense, Mr. Roman. It's freaking common sense. America is at the most sensitive peak right now with the situation of the election. And I don't feel like for something that's meant to be family entertainment... Why are you going to bring up such a sensitive topic at a family entertaining place? We're a place where someone can get away from all the stuff that we're dealing with in real life. Why? Joke joke or not, I don't care.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a touchy subject, especially with what's going on right now, the elections. You're right, George. I think you just don't say things like that. you got to be politically correct nowadays. but. I still think we'll see him eventually down the line. He's not going to go anywhere, but I think that his chances of returning to the E once again in the near future are pretty much gone.
2: Well, yeah, pretty much. But at the same time, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there's news that uh, that also beyond wrestling has released him, and also Chikara has released him. Uh and let me tell you, Beyond Wrestling, uh, their tweet was not pretty <laughs> towards it. Uh, Chikara actually let out a huge announcement about it. But basically, I can't disagree with them because, again, pro wrestling is kind of like that getaway. It's kind of like telling a drug dealer, I mean, sorry, a drug addict, uh, go to rehab. That, that is your rehab for real life. People go over there to get entertained, to laugh, to, to boo, to cry, etc. And then you got a guy bringing up something that's so sensitive in the real life, it doesn't take common sense to realize that. Yeah, well, let's see if
1: uh, Joey Styles could hide for a bit and then come back. Like, uh, we're hoping uh, Hulk Hogan returns after his little uh, fiasco.
2: Here. Yeah, but with Hulk Hogan, Mr. Roman, that was a lawsuit issue that, that could be easily taken care of. And this Joey Styles issue, I don't think there's any fight for that.
1: I don't think there's any uh positive outlook. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with Joey Styles. All right, we talked about Conor McGregor in our opening segment of uh MMA Showdown, but there's been talks that well, or there's actually a, a lot of uh likes in in regards to Triple H uh in the WWE that he would potentially like Conor McGregor in the WWE. Listen, you and I agree. This guy would be great
2: in the WWE. <laughs> uh yeah. He will draw a lot of numbers in ratings, but I said this months ago when we talked about this, when you know the, when the stuff hit the fan, you know when Connor started talking trash about WWE wrestlers. I feel like both sides of the, the the story will gain a lot of you know wins in this situation because you'll have Connor stepping into the world of sports entertainment, which is WWE. You know, do his thing, talk trash, and and et cetera, et cetera. I, let me tell you, he's going to have to bite his tongue a lot because we all know he curses like a, like a sailor. But the fact is, is that he'll go on there, talk his trash, and then you got... Of course, in MMA, where he's famous for. So now people would know him in both w- worlds. MMA fans will come over to WWE just to see what he's going to do. And then WWE fans will go to MMA just to see him fight. It happened with CM Punk. A lot of WWE fans went to see CM Punk's fight. Hey, it could be a win-win for both sides.
1: Well, see, hopefully that does happen. Just like we we're also anticipating Ronda Rousey potentially making her return to a WWE ring.
2: Yep, as a matter of fact, TMZ caught up with Stephanie McMahon, and they asked her the same thing. They asked her, oh, uh, Ronda has announced uh, that this could be her final fight. Uh, Do you plan on signing her after? And Stephanie McMahon said, and I quote, I really, really hope so, because she still needs to get revenge for the issue that happened between the two at WrestleMania 31. Wink, wink.
1: Let's check this out. All right. Well, lastly, Survivor Series is this weekend, and also NXT TakeOver will take place uh, in Toronto. What, what do you what do you anticipate this weekend? Do you think we're going to have some pretty good pay-per-views, especially starting off with Lesnar and Goldberg and Survivor Series, a,
2: a match that's taken over 10 years to make? You want me to be honest? I feel like NXT is going to steal the weekend again. Like, don't get me wrong, there are some good matches I'm looking forward to, like Brian Kendrick and Kalisto and... And, of course, Sami Zayn versus uh, Dolph Ziggler, which I feel is going to steal the show. But uh, they they just extended Survivor Series to four hours, and I'm trying to figure out. They have three, five, five matches signed up. No, six. I'm, I'm sorry. They have six matches. How are they planning to fill four hours with six matches when it's hard for them to fill four hours with maybe, what, ten matches at WrestleMania?
1: Well, you always got a lot of promos in the way. They could kill time.
2: Uh, that, that I think... Fi- <laughs> God forbid.
1: Oh, there you have it, guys. That's pretty much it for the Roman Show this week. Uh, we will be away next week for return after Thanksgiving with, uh, as I mentioned, Vince of Our Darkest Days. Also, Martin Braun, who will be in action at Titan FC uh, on December 2nd on UFC Fight Pass. So check us out on the website, theromanshow.com, where we are always live. And follow us on our social media accounts at The Roman Show. We'll catch you soon. Right here on the Roman Show. Don't eat too much turkey, George.
2: Listen, turkey is good for you, actually. It has no fat.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. It has no fat, so I could eat as much turkey. Well, you and I have a wedding to attend to, so we'll be a little busy, though.
2: Yeah. Do, are you going to have martinis there? Because I don't do anything but martinis. So. I'm not going. We'll catch you next
1: time. After Thanksgiving, enjoy your holiday weekend. We'll catch you back here on the Roman Show. A strawberry
2: martinis.